The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. How are you today? Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Today is an opportunity for you to make a difference in this world. Can you do that? Can you find a way to make a positive difference in your world today? I'm talking about that change inside of you that changes the vibration in the rest of your world. A change that ripples out from you and into the lives of the people around you. And it doesn't really matter how small that change is that you make, because any change that you make, and that means positive or negative, does vibrate through the lives of the people around you. So can you take today and make a positive change and vibrate with a positive light into the people around you? See, what I'm asking you to do is to wake up. That's right. I want you awake today. I want you awakened and present and really listening. You see, you've created the world that you live in. So if there's something you want to change, I'm asking you to make that change. We're going to talk today about a topic, and I want you to pay attention. I want you to apply that information just to you. That's right. Not anybody else. Not your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker. I want you listening for you. This is about you. This is about you being responsible in your life. So you are the person that can truly make a difference because you are the person you're responsible for. Yeah, and I know you're busy. So am I. I'm really busy this week. I had time off last week, so I'm busy this week making up for all that time off. And really, I do specialize in busy, and this is a week that I'm demonstrating that. And I don't mind being busy as long as I still stay focused. Are you focused? Are you still focused on your goals in spite of how busy you are, in spite of the things that you're doing, in spite of all the tasks that you have to get done? Do you still have your goals in front of you, and are you moving towards those goals? Are you spending your energy on the things that count or the things that don't really matter? How many times a day can you do the dishes? Does it really matter? I know, once in a while, you got to clean up those dishes. 
But that's not my point. My point is, if you spend your energy in the things that really matter, those other little things, they get taken care of, and you get much more efficient when you're busy. So I want you focused again on how you spend your time. How do you touch the lives of the people you meet? And are you creating sunshine wherever you are? You know I love to create my own sunshine, and I want you to do the same thing. So let's start out with gratitude, because that is how we create sunshine. When we move into that feeling, that posture, that position of gratitude, we do change our world. Last week, I said I had time off. I had a week of wonderful collaboration with good friends and new friends, with energizing new ideas. It gave me a week of space, away from the usual routines, away from the usual busy, to really activate my creativity and to complete some nagging little projects that were bothering me. But, you know, I'm so grateful for that space. The environment didn't really matter to me as much as it was the space, the time. And I am truly grateful for that. And when I came back to my own home, the weather had changed. We have cool, fresh, crisp mornings and it's time for long sleeve t-shirts. I love that. I love that feeling. Now this morning, we have... Our special guest, Barbette Spittler. Barbette, you've been with us before. I'm not bothering to do your bio. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, How are you this morning? I'm very well, thank you. And how are you feeling other than, it sounds to me like you're feeling great. (laughs) Yeah, I really am. I really am. So we're talking about pulling together a healthcare team. And we're going to have a conversation this morning about helping people to make decisions about their healthcare team. You know, who do you include in your healthcare team? And what do you need specifically as, you know, each individual person, um, to be members of your healthcare team? Because, you know, we each kind of have our own needs and our own nature and our own belief system. So what I'd like to talk about first is kind of all the definitions, all the language, because it gets really confusing, doesn't it? So let's talk about, you know, what's the difference? Those words, alternative medicine, complementary medicine, allopathic medicine, integrative medicine, what does that mean? So can you start us off with a couple of definitions? Well, I, I first want to speak to the difference between alternative and complementary because years ago, anything that was not part of our regular Western medical thinking was considered alternative. And that in itself gives you the impression that you are giving up one for the other. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really enjoy the word complementary, which means that the, the two work together. So that we do the, so that's, I guess that's the best way to de- describe the difference. Alternative means you're turning away from one for the other, and complementary means you're going to find a way to make them work together. And my preference for the whole rest of our conversation is that we think of it as working them together. Does that make sense? Okay. And not only does that make sense, but I think that helps people begin to form an attitude. Of, oh, absolutely. Perfect. You know, 
do do I want to make it an either or or a both and? Right. Now, the word allopathic medicine that uh, defines essentially what what we would call the very traditional um, healthcare approach that we have in this country, which is based from physicians to physician assistants and nurse practitioners that utilizes pharmaceuticals as interventions and surgeries as interventions and is kind of what many people were raised on to believe that this is the this is what you do if you get sick correct okay there's also the the term integrative medicine um which um takes that allopathic approach but incorporates what you and I have always called complementary medicine and actually is still physician-directed but is a much broader and, in my opinion, more laid-back. It's not so um, aggressive but also is much more holistic, speaks to um, the the client or the patient being a partner, not just a recipient. Yeah, and that's a good way to think of that, too. That's a good way to put that. There is a, a, a lot more integrative healthcare programs being created out there. Yes, they're, um, they're, they're not so frequent that you can find them at every, um, every doctor's office. But certainly there are a lot available. Um, most of the larger cities have at least one. And the integrative medicine folks themselves um, have a way of, um, you know, they have a directory. that You have a way of kind of looking them up and finding where are they, <laughs> how do yeah. I find one, <laughs> who do I talk to. Yeah. Right. And I think from my experiences in nursing, that movement became so necessary because people were looking for something more. And the more seekers out there were really pushing their physicians. And it, it at the early stages of this, became an either-or kind of thing, and that's how our alternative measurements and alternative modalities became known as alternative because people were turning away from allopathic medicine. And I think really the movement had to change because we needed to have them integrate together. They need to be complementary. They need to find a way to put them together. And I love when it's um, physician-supported and patient-directed. So Mm -hmm. we take that responsibility for ourselves and kind of figure out where we want to go. But but it is also a path that is difficult to navigate at times. <laughs> well, that it is. And um, and certainly it's it we're not done yet. You know, this is still uh, we're making progress. Um, but as a as a whole, um, there's still you know, much more availability for the traditional allopathic physician who does not have a lot of education in nutrition or in the complementary modalities um, or who um, finds them offensive. Right. So, you know, okay, if I'm, 
I'm a person and I'm, I'm considering my health care. And um, let, let's start with the kind of the easy approach first. We'll talk about somebody who doesn't really have any major illnesses, just is looking for kind of being the healthiest that they can be. Um, and, you know, kind of gathering up all the best practices for prevention and long-term health. So where would you recommend that someone start in um, putting together a healthcare team? Well, that's an interesting question because I think it really, you have to start from where you are. And one of the first things that I recommend for everybody is that you're getting some sort of a body work on a regular basis. And, and body work to me incorporates, it can be massage, it can be tai chi, it can be yoga, qigong, ballet, bowen work. I mean, there's dozens of different kinds of body work out there. But I just, even for somebody who feels really good and healthy, we don't realize how much we are contracted in our muscles, how much stress we carry in our muscles, how much relief we can get with this body work or, and I'm not just talking a massage for relaxation, I'm talking about a really nice body work massage. And those are the kinds of things that keep us healthy. So somebody can be feeling really good in their head, but they're really missing out on the full body well-being. So that would be step one. And then, or step A, if you will, and then <laughs> step B would be the looking at the nutrition piece. Because even though we're feeling decent, where we don't have indigestion, or we don't have all uh, that whole list of digestive issues, if we're eating poorly, we're drinking soda instead of water, we're not looking ahead at the future, we're only living for today. And those types of imbalances over the long haul eventually lead to discomfort and disease. And Mm -hmm. so for me, speaking to, as a health coach, when I'm talking to people that, that think they're doing pretty good, and then we really delve into the nutrition piece, we find out, wow, they really aren't doing so good. And some of the things that they have learned are pretty just normal in their life, like indigestion after they've eaten a, a big meal. Um, that's not normal. So <laughs> it's it's learning that just because you've gotten used to these messages from your body doesn't necessarily mean that those are healthy messages. So I'm I always, always start with those two things. Yeah, I'm always surprised um, it, on both of these topics. I mean, we could just stop here and, and go like really deep into those two things. Right. The, body, the body work and exercise, I'm always surprised at what people do and do not know about how to care for their physical body, just how to stretch the body, how to move the body, how to be in tune to the body. I'm always surprised at how disconnected many, many people are from their their physicality. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, and it shows in such subtle ways at first that it's not noticeable. You know, it, it's so subtle, the, um, the change in posture. You know, I, I mean, I notice it for myself. Oh gosh, my, my core is soft and therefore I slump. 
just a little bit. I sit at my computer too many hours. My shoulders come forward. I don't sit up straight. I notice that when I'm sitting in the office, well, you know, my work over the years has changed. I used to do a lot of standing in my work. Now I sit a lot in my work. And it's so tempting to lean to the side, to <laughs> curl around, to cross my legs. And pretty soon I look like a pretzel and my body complains. Yeah. You know, which goes back to why is my core soft? Well, because I'm not standing, because I'm not holding my arms up the way I used to, because I'm not upright the way I used to be. And it's so very subtle. Well, what that means is that I have to take a more active role in keeping my muscles strong, in strengthening my core, and in doing some of the body work practices that you mentioned and and what i love about what you just that list you just gave us is they don't all require going to somebody else right <laughs> absolutely you know, absolutely. Yo- yoga tai chi ballet you can practice those things on your own as long as you know the basic structure of it you know just dance dance in your kitchen it's one of those those 8 minute suggestions that I give for my weight loss um, clients, you know, put on some wonderful music that makes your feet want to move and dance in your kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, I I have to throw in a quick little story here because I was teaching a workshop recently and you know how you can tell when you're teaching a group of people, oh, they're starting to get a little tired. Okay. People are so disconnected from their bodies and they don't even like to say the words, my body, that when I said, okay, everybody, I want you to stand up, you could see the eyes roll, you know, oh my gosh, she's going to make us do things with our body. Mm-hmm. The idea of raising arms above your head and stretching to the ceiling, oh my gosh, you could mm-hmm. hear shoulders popping and oh, backs yes. popping. And I think this is something we should be doing three, four, five times a day. And yet people will get up out of bed and start walking and never stretch. You never see dogs and cats and wild animals do that. They get up, they stretch, they stretch in some very interesting ways, by the way. And Mm -hmm. it's because they're listening to the innate wisdom or the innate knowledge of their body, and we have turned that off. Oh, we absolutely have. And I I love what you just said about watching the cats and the dogs because – I think, you know, it's a reminder. If you have a pet and you watch how that pet responds um, as they begin to move, it's a great (laughs) lesson. You know, I mean, watch watch their stretches and replicate them. You know, do in your body what they do in their body. Your body would feel so much better. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, again, you've, You've talked about, you know, the 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 exercise or the movement and the body work, um, and I, it struck me when you said massage that you're not talking about the foo foo stuff. So, you know, I was away last week and certainly w- I had access to foo foo stuff, and it just wasn't worth it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that for people who have never had a massage. 
I'm okay if they start with the frou-frou stuff. And, and really what we mean by that is it's a softer massage. It is more about relaxation. But if you've never had one, to have somebody's hands working your muscles is completely enjoyable. It's completely yes. relaxing. It is amazing how much difference you can feel just by having somebody else having the opportunity to release, move, and shift muscles. Yes. It's amazing. And then to kind of try out some different approaches of massage work, you know, because there's so many different types. There's myofascial, there's deep tissue, there's Swedish massage, there's neuromuscular massage, and I'm sure I'm missing several. But, you know, they, they take different approaches to the same outcome. Right. And, and it, it has to fit your body. It has to be both effective and enjoyable right you know i've had massages that you know were too deep too harsh and actually caused injury to muscle that's not the goal you you're not supposed to come out with bruises (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know and and yeah you might be sore for a day or two especially if your muscles were very tight but you shouldn't you know be so tight in response to the massage that you now can't move. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, we had, um, my husband and I are running a, I'm running a full marathon this weekend and David's running the half. And so we had a, what I'm going to call a sports medicine massage. And mm-hmm. it w- it included body movement and body stretching. And I'm talking about muscles that I went, oh, golly, I forgot I had that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yet it was very necessary. And it reminded me of all the reasons that you stretch before or you stretch after. And that yoga is probably the least used, underutilized gift to this world. Mm-hmm. Okay, Barbette, we got to take a break, but I think we'll pick up on that right where you just stopped, okay? Okay. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. 
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our guest is Barbette Spittler, and our conversation is about assembling your healthcare team, uh, putting together the people and the practices that are best for you and your health. So, Barbette, right before we went to break, you made a statement about yoga, and I just have to let you keep on going with that. So, in, pick up where you left off. Well, you know, we were talking about how animals get up and, and stretch. And some of the yoga classes I have taken, I was amazed at how many of the stretches look just like what the animals are doing. Mm-hmm. And I learned how much flexibility and how ease of movement after a little while of practicing yoga what a difference it made in posture, what a difference it makes in for sports um, performance. It is you lengthen stride, you can move better. It's just amazing. But it also helps to release any kind of, I'm just going to call it built-in tension or stress that, You mentioned earlier about leaning over and and working on your computer for hours and hours and finding that your shoulders are are coming in. So if somebody has an issue like that or a job like that, just by doing some of these simple yoga stretches, they can completely reverse that in 10 minutes of doing these stretches. So Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated by body work. Um, tai Chi, Qigong, Bowen, Massage, and, and Yoga, I, I'm sure there's more, but they fascinate me because in our culture, we are so stiff and so, uh, I don't know what else to call it, but stiff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you know, we don't, we don't want to, to move. We're very comfortable. Just I'll sit right here and do absolutely nothing while I watch you do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet... And- Getting up and moving makes all the difference. Yes, and our de- our bodies are designed for movement. We, you know, by by nature, by physically how we're put together, we were designed for movement, for activity, um, for being physical. Yes. One one of my yoga instructors said something one day that cracked me up. He was talking about how in our culture, our hips. And our pelvis area are so tight. And he said, and I love this, he said, if we were meant to sit in chairs, we'd have been born with one. <laughs> and, and it's so true. In other cultures, they never sit in chairs. They sit on the ground. They sit cross-legged. They squat. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't sit in chairs. And so they don't have those hip issues that we do. Right. And their legs are stronger. We don't require as much strength in our thighs to get out of a chair as it requires to get off the floor. Good point. Okay, so let's move into, um, you know, from those two practices, the nutrition and the, the physical body work. 
Okay, so let's say somebody has some kind of a health issue. What's next on the healthcare team? First of all, I encourage people, instead of saying, oh my goodness, I have this symptom, go to the doctor and he can tell me what it is. I always encourage them to look at the symptom and let's figure out what it is, why you got it. So people who have indigestion, for example, they maybe ate too big of a meal, they maybe combined foods that are having a difficulty being digested together, they maybe don't have enough water in their body so that their blood volume is thick and it's, it's not flowing as well and that slows down digestion, et cetera, et cetera. So when we have things like indigestion, it is not because we have a lack of an anti, um, what do they call those, anti-gas or anti-acid, you know, (laughs) it's not because we have a lack of an anti-acid running around in our system, so we go buy it, it's because we've done something that makes us uncomfortable. So... That's step one, is always trying to look at what's happening to give me these signs and symptoms, okay? That's first. Second, when you go to the physician and the physician says, oh, this is what you have, and it could be a torn ligament or it could be a um, digestion issue, I mean, there's, you know, whatever the doctor says, that's when you start incorporating I need body work, or let's look at nutrition, or maybe there's, look at depression. With depression, it's not because we have this lack of um, Prozac running around in our system. It's because there's something happening that's either making us sad or has given us an an issue that we really want to look at and resolve. Mm -hmm. So it could be that we need to incorporate somebody else on the team who does mindset work or hypnotherapy or traditional counseling. Mm -hmm. So as we are expanding our thought processes, it's not just me and the doctor. I tell the doctor my symptom. He tells me what I got. He writes me a prescription. I go fill the pill. I take the pill. We have to start expanding our team to include people who can help us look at what may be causing those symptoms and then how we can resolve those. And it's interesting that you, um, that you say it that way because I'm, I'm already hearing something about one's nature, one's personality. If I am a person who does not want to think about my side of the street, I will go to someone else, I will have them tell me what to do, and I will do it. When it doesn't work, I will go back, and it will be their fault. <laughs> and we both know people who do that. <laughs> and, and, you know, in, in honesty, I, I think I've come from that place. I, you know, I mean, I think many years ago that I wanted the answers to come from outside of me. I didn't want to go inside. I didn't want to look at, you know, oh, what do I have to do? I wanted somebody else to tell me what to do because I didn't want to have to think. And I think that that's an honest place to come from as a human being. I just think it's a part of a developmental stage. (laughs) That's 
that's a really good point because there's a whole lot of people who are in that place of, I, I, number one, I don't want to think, or number two, I don't want to have to look at what I may have done or may have thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to see how I may have created this. Which mm-hmm. I get that. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. So, and and so, I guess I would honor that if that if someone is listening to us today, and they're in that place, that's okay. It's, as long as we can encourage you to see it as, as a developmental stage. It's just a process. It's like being a child and growing up. <laughs> you know, children are very unaware of their worlds. And as they grow, we teach them to become more and more aware of the world around them. And I think in our health, it's much the same way. We, we aren't awake. We aren't taught to be awake to our own health. And we have to learn to take more awareness, take more ownership, take more responsibility. So if someone is evolving and they're beginning to look outside of themselves to say, okay, I need people to help me developmentally change, taking more ownership, now what? Now who do I go to? Who am I looking for? Now that's a really good question because, again, it goes back to where you're coming from. So it could be someone as simple and and easily found as a health coach. Mm -hmm. And it could be simply that it could, doctors now are looking for people who they can refer to. So I get a lot of those calls where the doctor is like, yeah, I don't know what else to do with you, and I've only got six minutes for you today because, you know, that's the way the healthcare system works now. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you have six questions? Well, that's not going to work for me today. So here, go talk to this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and those are, when we get those referrals, those are what I call little gifts because that means you're being you're being guided towards something slightly different. And mm-hmm. so we open our ears, we open our eyes. It doesn't mean you have to do something different. It just means go listen. Go see, see what resonates with you. And if it if it doesn't resonate, then I want you to express why. Is it because, whoa, that goes against my belief system I've learned all these years? Mm-hmm. Okay, or is it because I don't feel comfortable with this particular person? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have to explore a little bit about what is it that makes me uncomfortable with this conversation about stepping out or looking outside that box. So, and yeah. I think I think that's a, a a good point to discern: is it me from within that I'm reacting to? Or is it that this person that I'm speaking with is not a good fit? Right. You know, and, and sometimes even as a practitioner, you know, as a health coach, as a hypnotherapist, you know, someone might, might come into me and I find myself reacting to them. And I'm thinking, wow, what is this? You know, is it that this person is resistant and is, you know, fighting with me or is it their nature and I'm reacting to it? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I had a, a client come in just recently that, um, you know, she just kind of presented as quite abrasive and blunt. And I initially I read that as resistance. 
And then I realized, oh no, that that's just her nature. That's just she doesn't want to mess around with too many foo-foo words. You know, she just wants to say it like it is. Yeah. Okay. I can deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. So here. Let me let me match you. Let me, you know, read it to you the way it's gonna be. Here's what I want you to do. Come back next week. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's completely that's completely good for her and you to, to find that um, that resonance that works. Um, I'm going to tell you a quick story about a, a gentleman who's, who'd been coming to have some energy work with me on and off for a couple of years. And then he had a severe gallbladder attack. And with no insurance, he called me first. So we got past that. And then there were some digestive things that we needed to work through, and I recommended to him a supplement that was for um, assisting with digestion. It was just food enzymes. Easy. Easy. And two weeks later, he comes back and he tells me all these issues that he's still having. And I said, and I'm curious, even with the supplement, you're still having that issue? And he went, oh, well, I was afraid to try the supplement. And in my head, I was thinking, really, you're having these issues that are so uncomfortable, wake you up in the middle of the night, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and it's all related to digestion. And you'll go buy all these things that are over the counter, but you wouldn't try the enzyme because he just was so old school in his thinking that if I buy it at the counter or the doctor would prescribe it, it comes from a pharmacy, those must all be okay. But because it has the word supplement and it didn't come from the drugstore, there's that old school thinking of, oh, I don't know if I can trust that. And boy, that's a scary, for me, that is a scary way to be. Well, it's scary because I'm not so sure that those over-the-counter things that he might be trying are um, as safe as um, we're led to believe. They are not. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking that, you know, even our simple analgesics, our simple pain kinds of things, Tylenol, Advil, um, you know, the the ibuprofens, the um, and, and there are others that, escaped me right now but you know i mean aspirin you know i of of all of them i'm i still trust aspirin more than anything else because you know at least with aspirin i know it irritates the stomach so i can plan for that and you know i know the effects and they're short term tylenol what's that do to your liver yeah. <laughs> the ibuprofens what is what do they do to your gut that you never feel and don't know until the gut is bleeding and, you know, it's like, ooh, and we consider those safe. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and take those. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I find that also that much of our belief about what's safe and what's not safe is about marketing. Right. It's about how have we been inundated with messages that tell us that it's a feel-good not the facts. That's right. And marketing, oh my gosh, that's a whole another show we could get into. <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. We only have three minutes till our next break, so we're not going there. <laughs> no, but it, it really truly is amazing what nutrition has and how it affects us. So for somebody who's having all of those issues like he is, 
gluten-free, huge issue for him and many people um, because wheat has changed so much in our in our culture, in our country. And reducing dairy and introducing water, I mean, making nutritional changes, huge, absolutely huge. Throw in taking a nice long walk every day and adding in some stretching. Oh, my gosh, look at the difference we can make in a week time mm-hmm. just by doing some basic simple things you know several uh, it's probably been a couple of months now i was reporting on um on exercise and i was doing some some just some research kinds of findings and one of the things that um really struck me was for people who are diabetic the timing of their daily walk makes all the difference if they do their walk early in the day if they do their walk either first thing in the morning or after breakfast um it affects their blood sugar level for the entire day if they do their walk late in the day four o'clock or after a meal it doesn't have nearly the effect and uh, you know what you just said about you know the nutrition and the exercise and the stretching and those kinds of things it's also about timing it's about learning your body and learning how your body responds all right, so when we come back from our break, Barbette, we're going to wrap up this topic and talk a little bit more in depth about, um, I think, the personality piece. Okay. So you're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our guest is Barbette Spittler, and we've been talking about how you put together your healthcare team. So, Barbette, we're really talking about each individual's nature. What what can they 
um, what can they tolerate in terms of the people that they include, the responsibility they take, the ownership that they take, and, and the information that they seek. Um, as you have kind of think about people you've worked with, and I know for me, the people that I've worked with, that we kind of have to look at their nature, their, um, their belief system, and also, you know, how they view the world, how they, I don't know, put their world together and what makes sense for them. How do you guide someone when they're coming with a problem and they're looking for solutions or resources? How do you kind of lead them through to how to discern what's right? It goes back, as I said before, about starting where they are today. So it is in in my perspective, I got to find out a little bit more about them and what they think and how they process things. And so it may take me a good half an hour of asking some questions to learn about their processing. And and belief system is huge because if they have a belief system that well my mom had this so I'm going to uh-huh. that's that's significant. Mm-hmm. And if they have a firm belief in, I talked to three of my neighbors and all three of them told me they had the same thing and it was gallbladder or whatever, then mm-hmm. in their head, they may already have determined what they think. And, and so you can't just snap that into a whole different place. So mm-hmm. I, I start with where are they? What brings them to me? And then what can we do from here? So are they willing to do simple changes or are they looking for something huge? Have they reached a point of the medical allopathic world that we have has nothing left for them and they're at their last straw, give me anything you got? It just, I start with where they are. Mm-hmm. I'm always encouraging people to open up their mindset to something just, even if it's just a little different than where they are, because we, you and I know energy follows thought, and your intention means everything. And if you truly believe, my mom or dad had this, so I'm going to get it, then you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. But if you are of the belief system or even if you're willing to contemplate for a moment that just because somebody else in your family had it doesn't necessarily mean you have to, then we can start working on a completely different mindset or belief system. So, again, I take the people from where they are and ask for where do you want to be, and then we clear that path so they can get there. So what we're really saying to our listeners today is to start inside yourself. Where are you? What do you believe about yourself? What are the things that you say to yourself all the time? Absolutely. Do you say, you know, this always disturbs me or this bothers me? I've I've worked with uh, a handful of clients over the years who um, I I just kind of put in in the box of they consider themselves fragile. Um, and, and maybe they truly are, or maybe they've been told that, or maybe 
that's the way that they've learned to deal with their world. I don't know. And But they consider themselves fragile. So they have to start from a very, very different place. And it's it's surprising to me how many times there are little, I call them like little time bombs that go off in our heads. <laughs> you know, of... You know, we can be doing something and feel totally wonderful and we're feeling really good. And then something reminds us of something that happened in the past. And all of a sudden, oh, I have this limit. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we do that in our health. We do that in our um, in our success, in our careers, you know, in our families, our relationships. It comes up in many different places, but it does start from a belief. Yes, absolutely it does. And it, whether it is an illness or an injury, and, and I say that because years ago I had a pretty severe injury to my knee with torn meniscus, etc. And I was told, got to have surgery, we can't fix this. And so here it is 10 years later and... Long and you're story. running marathons. And I'm running a marathon, you know, like who would have ever thought? And no, I did not have surgery on my knee, and it tweaks me a little bit, but with essential oils and some energy work, I get it, I get it good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, so. and I think that's, you know, if, if we are able to consider the possibilities, I, I have a young client who, um, in his teen years, had a knee injury and had surgery. And within um, maybe a year or two of that, he injured the other knee in much the same way. And he said, you know what, I'm not doing surgery this time. Now, you know, he was very unique because in his youth, he already knew how to meditate. He already knew how to um, heal his body um, by, by using the power of his mind. So he was very, very unique. But he, you know, he flat out said... Look, the, the knee that I had surgery on, I always feel. It never goes away. It always aches. I don't want to do that this, with this other one. I'm going to heal this myself. He actually did. And, and we have the documentation on MRI. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> well, okay, so I have to throw in here. Our body is designed to run perfectly, and if it does not for whatever reason... It is designed to heal itself. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is by nature, by design, that if we have an injury, our body wants to heal it itself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we do the allopathic thing. We get stitches for a big, huge cut. But that just holds it together. Our body still has to heal the cut. Right. And that's how it is for everything. Right. So, that's the first step in mindset changing is remembering the body's designed to heal itself. Let it do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we got to get out of the way and let it do it. So I love right. that story. That's great. Right. Yes. Okay. So um, uh, as we, as we kind of come to a, a conclusion here on all of this, this topic, it, when we talk about the various modalities, you know, we're, we're talking about, we started out with talking about body work and that's, you know, that's just the, the movement, the stretching, the taking care of the physical body and the nutrition of that. But we're also talking about numerous modalities and trying to sort through like what are they and who are these practitioners and, you know, is it too far out there for me? How do you guide people to 
you know, does the, do you want to try this or whatever? I mean, for my work, I just provide the education. Okay. This, you know, this modality would be doing this, this, and this for you. This is the science behind it. This is, you know, this is what anecdotally people report. I mean, I might do it that way. How do you do it? I, I think people are easy to understand body work and nutrition. And mm-hmm. so that for me is like the groundwork, the foundation. Then it is an education about what else is out there, what else is potentially um, an opportunity for you. But it, I guide people, and I think, I think this is incredible that we are so far from it, but the responsibility, the accountability, the responsibility for us taking care of ourselves really starts right here. And so what I always recommend is what do you want to do for yourself? If you want to go to that practitioner, let's look at what it is that they provide for you and how will that work for you and what will you do with that? What will the outcome be for you? Sometimes it's I want to go to that practitioner because all I have to do is hook up to a machine and they're going to tell me what to do. (laughs) But I really like for people to start taking the responsibility for themselves and action for themselves and get answers for themselves. So working with a practitioner, um, it's, it's about educating them what does that modality do and researching it with them if I don't know it and just helping to guide. So there is no one right answer for everyone. It's so individualized. So if I can kind of, again, kind of lead us to conclusion, um, if we view our own health from the position of it's my job first and anyone that I consult with is just that. They're a consultant, including my physician. (laughs) Yeah, now see right there, that's a belief system change for most of the people in our country. Mm Mm-hmm. It is literally not the way they were raised. They were raised with the doctor knows everything and he tells you all. Mm -hmm. And you do what he says. But we're flipping that slowly but surely to let people know that you're responsible. And if you don't like what your doctor says, you're the one that pays him. Mm -hmm. Fire him if you don't want, you know, don't like where you're going with him. Or, you know, what I pay a physician for or what I pay any of my healthcare team for is their knowledge. Right. And, and if I don't find that knowledge useful for me, it's similar to if I open a book and begin to read it and it's not the information I'm seeking, I close the book and put it away. That's a perfect analogy. (laughs) Well, Barbette, I want to thank you for coming on the show this morning for having this conversation for playing with this topic (laughs) thanks for having me we could have gone on for days (laughs) well we could have and we have to be really careful not to you know take off on tangents of our our personal kinds of things but just to stick to the topic and (laughs) and and hopefully you know it's a as useful information for people that listen to us that are are looking for more education and more information so you know i appreciate you and the and the information you brought to us today thank you so much 
Thanks for having me. So now, for every person who is hearing my voice right now, this is your call to action. This is your moment. What can you do with this information, and how can you change your world today? Go out there, make it a great day, because you deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week.